Have you ever gone to bed defeated by the lack of things that you've gotten accomplished that day? Worse yet, do you do this day after day after day? It's a horrible feeling to not accomplish anything throughout the day or for a long period of time. When I don't get things done, I get anxious. I feel like I have failed that day. And if it goes on for too long, I even start to question my worth. And that's why multiple years ago, I started a method that I adapted from multiple sources that works very well for me. I dubbed this process Dominate the Day, and I can't wait to introduce it to you. I'd like to welcome you to the show. My name is Steve Baumgartner, and I'm your host of the Fire Forge Leader Podcast. My mission here today and every day, and the mission of this podcast, is to serve you, the listeners, through providing knowledge and tools around leadership strategies on three primary battlefronts. Those battlefronts are simply the workplace, out in your community, and most importantly, with the family. Now let's get to work. Leaders are not born in a womb. They're forged through heat, pressure, and a whole lot of sweat. The Fire Forge Leader Podcast serves the audience through exploring leadership at work, in the community, and with the family. Using a practical perspective and real-life experiences from the host, Steve Baumgartner, and his guests in The Forge. Now, it's time to enter The Forge with the Fire Forged Leader. Before I get started here, how about you give this show some love and go and give it a rating? But I only want you to do that after you listen. And while you're in there, I would also appreciate you leaving this show a review so that other people know why you listen to this show. And last but not least, smash that subscribe button so you don't miss out on a single episode. Now I know that I've told you all before that after I got clean, I went to school, and then I started working and raising kids. But I still escaped life for quite a while. I did this while sitting around watching TV, pounding Oreos and chugging Mountain Dew between drags off a camel. Before you knew it, I was 320 pounds. I didn't accomplish anything in this period in my life. And to be frank, my wife and kids suffered from me being a lump of a man. I didn't like myself back then. I couldn't stand looking in the mirror. When I looked in the mirror, I hated seeing how fat I was, of course, 
But what I really hated was how I felt like I had no purpose to my life. Was this all that there was? I only did things that I had to do back then, like go to work and to make sure that the car was running so that I could get back and forth to work. Now, I'll spare you the story of the transition at this point, but needless to say, I am a much different man than what I was back then. Now, after finding some wins in my life, I became addicted to the feeling of accomplishing things. And I realized that this feeling not only came from the big wins, but it can also come through the small wins, the daily wins. And through this, I started studying successful people. And I tried to emulate them in my own life. No matter what you read or what you watch about successful people, you will hear the same things over and over again. Like they wake up early, they plan the day, and they have daily routines. The more you read, the more you will see these commonalities. You will see that they are interwoven together. But today, I'm going to focus on the planning portion of those three items. And I'm going to tell you, if you don't do anything else, do this. It's a game changer. Leaders, there are a ton of different methods that people talk about. And I'm here to tell you today that there are no right or wrong methods. They're just the ones that are going to work or not work for you in particular. You know, some people like paper. Some people like planning through electronic devices. And there's even some weirdos like me who use a hybrid approach. Here's the secret, though. Find something that appeals to you and then modify it and make it your own. Everyone's paths are different and you need to find your own path. So I'm going to share with you today my system and it's one that I've adapted over the past five years or so. And it has allowed me to be laser focused and get more things accomplished before noon than what most people do in a day. So let me introduce you to Dominate the Day, which is what I've dubbed my program. And I actually use this as simply one component in a larger process called Getting Things Done by David Allen. And like I said, I modified it to work for me. I don't use the getting things done exclusively. And I also want to tell you that I actually keep two different sets of books. I keep one for work and I keep one for home. And mainly because I try and keep as much division between work and home that I possibly can. And today I'm just going to talk about my work process. 
But it's the same one that I use at home with slight tweaks. So I hope this helps you to at least have a launching pad for you to create your own system. Now, like I said, I like paper and I actually use a hybrid approach. But you can certainly build this thing out 100% in an electronic format like Notion or some similar program. Since I mentioned I like paper, let's just talk about a simple notebook, right? At the front of my notebook, I keep a list of priorities and projects. And this allows me to stay focused. So a project to me is more than just a task. It's a series of tasks that goes into one overarching thing. So I keep priorities and projects in one section. And then in another section, I keep a list of tasks like an inbox. Now I want to let you know that these two things I leave quite a bit of space for. If you use a three to five subject notebook, it's perfect because you can make a section for each. Now, I'm not going to go into a long diatribe about these. It's not rocket science, people. You write down what's important, and you write down all the things that need to be done, and you keep those lists updated. It's as simple as that for these two sections. But that's not what I really want to talk about today. What I want to talk about is my daily process. And that's where the real work comes in. The first thing that I do when I get to work every day is I break my day down into three parts. All right. And it's really simple. I have meetings and appointments. That's the first part. The second part is my non-negotiables. And the third part is, is my after action review. So let's talk about that first section, which is meetings and appointments. I'll tell you in the career that I'm in, everybody wants to meet with me. And the first thing that I do every day is I go into my Outlook calendar. Like I said, I keep a hybrid system, right? But I have an Outlook calendar. And I look down through all my meetings and I find those blank spots. Then what I do is I go and I schedule myself placeholders that I call work blocks. It's just something simple and stupid, but I color them a different color, whatever, you know, do what works for you. But what I do is I block out those times that are open and those are the gift to, that I give to myself every day to accomplish something beyond meetings. Now, I'll tell you, if someone books a meeting on the same day that they want to have a meeting, it gets declined by me. I find that to be rude as hell that they would even think about setting a meeting up the same day that they want to have it. I deserve to be able to get my work done, and you deserve it too. Now, there are some 
extreme circumstances where I'll accept that. But it's not every day. It's not the standard. So after I schedule my work blocks, I then go down through the list of meetings that are on my calendar, the things that people have booked out. And there's some of these meetings, we all know what they look like, that I absolutely must be at, that require my full attention. And I accept those meetings that morning so that those people can expect me there. To the rest of them that aren't so important, that I may or may not attend, I mark those as tentative so that those people know that I may or may not be there. So let's recap what I do on Outlook. First, I go in and I fill every blank spot with a work block, a personal work block. If someone schedules a meeting on the same day that they want to have it, I decline it. I go in and I accept all the meetings that I need to be at, and I mark the other ones tentative. From there, I pick up my pen, and I go back to my notebook. And after I've written in the top corner of the page, just like I did in grade school, I write the date. After that, I use each line and I make a triangle. I make an open triangle. And next to that open triangle, I place the start time and stop time of the first meeting. For example, I might put 7.30 a.m. to 8 o'clock a.m. And then next to it, I put the name of the meeting or something that will remind me about what the meeting's about. So next to that, I would write daily ops meeting. And then I work down and I do that for everything that's on my calendar minus the work blocks. I do it for both the accepted as well as the tentative meetings. And now when I have all those meetings lined up in my notebook with little triangles and the start and stop times, I put a dot next to the ones that I've accepted so I know not to miss those. So right now you might be asking yourself, why in the hell would Steve do that? They're in his calendar. Why does he write them down? Well, boys and girls, I don't carry my PC around with me everywhere I go. And while I'm at a meeting, I quite frankly think it's rude to pull my phone out of my pocket and be looking at my calendar. But my notepad is sitting right out in front of me so I can see what's coming next at a glance. And it helps me prepare. Now, as I do a meeting, I fill in that little triangle so that when I glance down at my notebook, I can easily see exactly where I'm at. So the ones that are completed, I fill in the triangle. 
If there's one of the tentatives that I don't go to, I simply put a line through it, but it shows me completion. And that's my meeting slash appointment section. The next are the non-negotiables. All right. I named this section non-negotiable for a reason. It's not to be taken lightly. This is my list that if it isn't done, then I don't get to go home. That's why I call them non-negotiables. And I'll tell you, that sounds scary out of the gate, but I tend to get these things done early in the morning because, quite frankly, I have shit to do that night. So I'm at the point where I pick five things that are highly impactful from my list. You remember that list that I talked about before that's at the front of my notebook? I mark them out of the front. I put them in my non-negotiable list. And I know what's impactful because I'm also keeping a list of my priorities. So those tasks line up with the priorities. Now, these five things, and I keep it at five for a reason. I don't want to be overwhelmed, but I want to get shit done. So these five things, I put bulleted marks down on the paper beside each one of them. And I list them in order of importance. Now, once again, don't overthink this. Write them down. It's only five things. You're going to do them all anyways before you go home. The priority list is just in case you need something done by a certain time for a deadline that day or a meeting that day. Once again, it's not rocket science. Now, as I start one of these things, one of these non-negotiables, I simply make a forward slash through the bullet. And that's to signify to me that it started. That way, in case I get interrupted, I got to go to a meeting, uh, someone walks into my office, I have something on the floor that I got to attend to. When I get back to working on it, it doesn't take me as long to get back on track. That's just a little organizational tip for me. Now, when I complete the task, I make a slash back through the other way. And that forms an X on the bullet, and that signifies to me it's completed. It's an accomplishment, and it feels good. Feels good knocking those things off your list, those non-negotiables. There's a sense of freedom that comes from it. But remember, you don't go home until it's complete. And when you're making the home list, I also suggest you don't go to bed until you get your home list done. <clears throat> now, like I said, this motivates me to get them done early since I refuse to negotiate with myself on this topic. Non-negotiables, I don't go home until they're done. So I am highly motivated to get them done early. And then I just pick more from my task list in those dead spaces in the day, you know, in those afternoon times, 
to fill out that space. But I keep my non-negotiables at five so that I know I accomplished my list. And if I get more done, I even feel more accomplished. So let's go through that again. You're going to pick five tasks to complete that day. You're going to make them non-negotiable. You're not going to go home until they're completed. Or if you're home, you're not going to go to bed until they're completed. This will motivate you to get them done. But you can't negotiate with yourself. And then the third thing, finally, we have the AAR. And if you are a military guy or lady, you'll know that that stands for an after action review, right? So this is done before I leave work. And it has four sections. What was today's win? A lot of times we don't look at our wins, right? At first it might be that I got five things done, right? But once that you're beyond that, it's like, ooh, I got five things done. Plus I got this, this, and this done, you know, or we finished a project or whatever the case is. But it's good to look at your successes. The second thing on that AAR is what is an opportunity moving forward, right? What could have we done better? What could have I had done better as a leader? And I find that if I look for those opportunities, it helps me to continue to grow and get better as a leader. The third question on the AR is, who do I need to express gratitude? Now, this one is fairly new to my AAR. Uh, I've probably only been doing it for about three or four months, but it's been a game changer for my leadership. People really appreciate when you give them this kind of gratitude, right? It's highly focused and it builds relationships with others. It builds loyalty in your team members. So I do this before I go home. A lot of my people are already gone for the day. So I usually express that gratitude the next day. And fun fact, once a week, my staff does this for each other. And finally, the last thing on my AAR, I want to tell you, I work in a secular environment, right? And I also believe that if we don't search for the things that we want to find, we're never going to find what we're looking for. So the last question on my AAR is, where did I see God today? This is also a fairly new item to my AAR. But it has gotten me to be able to see him in my daily world and bring my faith and my job closer together, my work closer together. So if you're a believer, I highly suggest that you put that in your AAR. If you're not, simply leave it off. I'm not trying to change it right now. But that's it, guys. 
That's my daily process. This is what makes me successful day in and day out. This is why when people ask me, how in the hell do you run a podcast, run a personal business, have a full-time job, and have a family? How does that all get done? It's because of this process, right? Most people are amazed at how many things I can get done in a day. I've got to tell you right now, it's really not that hard. It simply takes organization and daily discipline. I'm going to say that again. It takes organization and daily discipline. It's a game changer, all. Give it a try. If you don't have a system, try mine out. Be disciplined with yourself. Start at two or three things and build up to five. Pretty soon you're going to find yourself doing a ton more every day. And you're also going to be looking for more to do because your list is going to start to shrink. So leaders, you have come here to listen to this message once again. But listening is not enough. From this productivity tip today, what are you going to apply this week, this month, and this year? I encourage you to go out to the socials and find me at Fireforge Leader. And let's talk about this. Let's start a conversation. Remember, when you become a better leader, you become a better spouse. You become a better parent. You become a better coworker. And ultimately, that person that other people want to follow. You have just experienced the heat and pressure of the forge. Remember, words without action are meaningless. Now, after the heat of the forge, shape your thoughts, quench your brain, then put your new tools to use, adding to your leadership. Tune in next week for more lessons from the forge.